0: So this is episode two of Here for the Donuts, and I'm excited about it. Are you
1: excited? I'm excited. We had a great time.
0: Yeah, we had a lot of fun. I'm hoping that you have as much fun listening (laughs) (laughs) as we had uh, recording that. So we want to send a shout out to Sublime Donuts because that is what we are partaking of during this episode. I also just want to give a little note. Missy and I love each other. We are not in bed recording this episode. It sounds like we're at a slumber party of some kind (laughs) because we are recording in Missy's basement on this awesome couch that squeaks and makes all the sounds. So that's why it sounds like that. But we just want you to know we were not having a sleepover where you weren't
1: invited. Right. Also, in this episode, we are discussing what to expect out of life in your 30s. Important important facts. Yeah, we want you to know about what's gonna happen to your body, to your mind, to your relationship, and maybe help you feel like you're not alone if you're already there.
0: Yeah, and uh, if you're on your way, this is your guide. This is your time <laughs> to be forewarned. <laughs> All right, check it out.
1: I'm Amina. And I'm Missy. And we are here, here for, for the, the donuts. donuts.
0: So many donuts. But donuts i
1: So
0: they can be long. And that's the reason why They give their own song We want to welcome you guys back Uh We have a lot of donut things to talk about And as per usual This is only our second recording But every time we do a podcast We are eating at a different donut place Because we wouldn't consistently be here for the donuts If we didn't Right So, this podcast episode, we are giving a special donut shout-out to Sublime Donuts in Atlanta, Georgia. It is actually across from Georgia Tech. I had never been there until today. Um, And, boy, that's a good donut. Mm -hmm. So,
1: what kind did you have? I had the A-Town Cream Donut, which I don't know how you could eat an Atlanta donut donut. And not get the A-Town cream donut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was your typical chocolate iced cream filled, but it is in the shape of an A. Mm-hmm. And it was delicious. It's more of a cake than a yeast. That's what I was going to say.
0: Definitely more cakey, these. More in a Dunkin' Donuts style, but with more creative flavors and things. hmm I
1: think it's above. I think it's above
0: Dunkin' Donuts. but i always... Oh, it's definitely above Dunkin'.
1: I mean, not that I hate Dunkin'.
0: I mean, I... It is you know, a donut. Let's not... Hey, we have a lot of love for mm-hmm. Dunkin' and Krispy yes, Kreme. Yes, we do. But I have to say, I am more of a mom and pop... Me too. Mm-hmm. Donut
1: fan. My second one is the Strawberries and Cream. Yes. And it kind of tastes like... If you've ever had Strawberries Romanoff. Come through and talk about Strawberries Romanoff. Mm. It's delicious. Mm. Uh, La Madeline has it. Always. It's like that inside of a donut. With powdered sugar on top. It has the liqueur Mm -hmm. flavor of the Romanoff. Mm -hmm. Mm. Just a little bit. Not as strong, but it's there a little bit. I didn't even know to expect that.
0: I like that. Mm -hmm. I also had the A-time cream because... I feel very loyal to Atlanta. It is not the city where I was born and raised, but I have been here almost 20 years. So I just felt very loyal to getting that A-Town cream. And I'm always Mm -hmm. here for a cream-filled donut.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: My second donut was a white chocolate peach, which I'm just in general, here for peach in a donut, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the the best donut I've ever had in my entire life, which, you know, Missy and I will have to talk oh, about I this story. Mm-hmm. This is the moment when I knew for sure that we were officially here for the donuts. So Missy and I went to Austin. This was a couple of years ago. This wasn't this year. This was last year, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. Anyway, uh, we went to Austin and Every year, Missy and I take a sister-in-law trip to Austin. Part of that is to attend a wonderful conference called If Gathering. The other part of it is to eat carbohydrates in Austin, mm-hmm. yes. is to eat donuts, is to have tortillas because they're awesome tacos also in Austin. So we finished with the conference and we woke up the day that we were supposed to fly out and our flight was later in the afternoon. And so we're like, okay, we need to go to this donut place. We need to go to Gordo's and just, like, experience this donut. So we decide, as smart people would, that because we were going to eat a donut, we should walk Mm -hmm. to the place.
1: It's like a mile and a half.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. which felt like basically I've earned this donut Mm -hmm. by the time Mm -hmm. I get there so we've like walked over the river and through the woods and over the overpass mm-hmm. and under the whatever the we bat walked. bridge yeah mm-hmm. we did all this stuff it was a bat bridge no. There were actually bats <laughs> yeah we didn't know that though we might not have walked over it if yeah. we had known that I
1: forgot about that
0: so we get to this place we're thinking we're going to be walking up to like like a brick and mortar building mm-hmm. but we actually walk up to a food truck Gordo's was in a food truck at that time and I don't even know what that donut was called. I just know what heck <laughs> So that sound you heard that you may hear periodically throughout this recording uh, is Missy's water bottle that just makes this awesome, this awesome sound. So,
1: yep. <laughs> there that is. It's really fun and church. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> See, My water bottle out. makes more of like a sound which is this like is annoying. This is the
1: Ello water bottle from Target. I really like it. Just gonna plug that there.
0: Also please know that any donut place that we name drop here is because we want sponsors. Yes. <laughs>
1: so Please.
0: Also Ello we we appreciate your sponsorship as well if you're interested. <laughs> we'd, we'd like you to be a part.
1: So we walked a mile and a half. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Found out it was a food truck. And there was a very long line. Oh, my gosh. Like, way longer line. We had no idea.
0: It's kind of cool when you go to a place and you see the long line because you're like, oh, like, Mm -hmm. we're here with all the people that are in the know about these donuts. But then it's also like, oh, I have like an even longer wait after I've walked Mm -hmm. all the way here. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) we make it to the front of the line and a lady taps me on the shoulder and asks me, was I at the if gathering conference Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and was like, are you Amina Brown?
1: We were in our PJs
0: looking just a little, mm,
1: just a little bit in our PJs.
0: Yeah. Just looking like my first concern (laughs) in the morning is not my looks. It is these donuts. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure what to expect is about to happen. If she has like some deep revelations, she needs to say, if she has, some advice that she wants like I don't know so I'm just trying to be as cordial as one can be when one is right next to getting a chance to eat your donut and she says, can we cut you in line so at that point you know I'm having to have a little like moment inside with my morality because I'm like, oh girl no, you don't get to cut no I'm not here for that you're for that mm-hmm. in the donut line no. girl mm-hmm. what what you have to earn your donut and then I don't live here. I don't know how Austin people are. You know, if I do decide to let you do this, am I setting myself up for the fall? Anyway, I have all these random thoughts going through my mind. And she says, Well, we really need to go to the airport. We have to catch a flight. If you let us cut you in line, we'll pay for your donuts, which totally helped my morality for some mm-hmm. reason. I'm here for it. You're
1: for it. You're for
0: it. Yeah. Totally helped me to feel like if this If it's is- one
1: transaction going on, it's okay. To let somebody cut
0: in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then it's not, doesn't feel weird to the other people mm-hmm. there. But we were also being really amazing wives, by the way. Yeah. By trying to get donuts for our husbands <clears throat> to take on the plane mm-hmm. with us home to them. I mean, that is one of the most loving things a person can do for you.
1: Yeah. We didn't even have to tell them about those donuts. We
0: didn't. Mm-hmm. But we did because yeah. we just felt bad. Mm-hmm. Like, well... If you buy our two donuts, then we still have a separate transaction to cover these donuts for our husbands. And she said, We'll pay for all the donuts.
1: Yes, ma'am. All the donuts.
0: Not only did we eat free donuts that morning, but I had the best donut of my life actually. Mm-hmm. At Gordo's. Who best donut of my life. So we are hoping a future podcast next time. Sponsored by Yeah, Gordo's. We're looking at you. We're looking at you. Mm-hmm. You're amazing. Speaking of amazing, I am currently still enjoying this A-Town cream donut from Sublime Donuts. So our first several episodes, we're just going to do like a donut tour of Atlanta. Mm
1: -hmm. Find
0: out what other donuts are here. And this is my first time having Sublime Donuts. I'm here for it. Yeah. I love it. I would totally do it again.
1: Yeah. If the whole purpose of this podcast was for us to discover and try Sublime Donuts, I call it a success.
0: Yeah, I feel very successful. Mm
1: -hmm. Also, Sublime Donuts is
0: open 24 hours. Hmm. That's a
1: game changer. Mm-hmm. I can go there after births because a lot of times after somebody has had a baby, usually right about when they're pushing, I am thinking about donuts <laughs> or possibly tacos. It makes you very hungry. <laughs> You're
0: going to have to talk about that. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm glad
1: to have a place to go to get my donuts after births now. Also, I'm hungry.
0: In case you didn't know, Missy is a doula and is in midwifery school. So she is helping the mamas birth the babies. Yeah, at all hours. At any time mm-hmm. that the mamas' bodies say they're birthing the babies, which mm-hmm. is super cool. So I love that. I've never actually experienced a 24-hour, like like a mom and pop type mm-hmm. donut place. So it's actually really awesome to me. So that means anytime we have a hankering for that, mm-hmm. now there's somewhere to go. I love where him. to go. All right, that is our donut shout out. Thank you, Sublime Donuts, for having awesome donuts. DJ Obdiggy is our producer. He also participated in eating the donuts. He (laughs) is also here for the donuts. So he also thanks you, Sublime Donuts. Our next thing that we always like to talk about on our podcast is instances where someone needs a donut.
1: Someone needs a donut. 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 donut.
0: Missy. What was your experience recently where someone really was in need of a donut? (laughs) Is your stomach in need of a donut? I don't know if you guys can hear that, but boy, it is.
1: Can you hear it?
0: It's like an extra, it's like we have an extra guest.
1: I'm so glad this is happening in real time because we're talking about this tonight.
0: Missy's tummy is our special guest (laughs) on our podcast, (laughs)
1: So here is my someone needs a donut story. My husband and I went on a trip. I'm not sure if I should say where we were because I don't want to offend anybody, but this particular town, as soon as we rolled into it, I could feel that we were not welcome there, that we were not going to fit in. Okay, what? What gave you the indication that you were
0: not welcome there?
1: Well, here's what had happened. I was driving because he got tired. And um, that meant we got there a lot faster than what had been planned on. So, (laughs) So, I'm driving. We pull into town. And this woman right in front of me. Okay, we're in this downtown area that is... Kind of confusing to me because it seemed like some parts of it were really old and dirty and right next to it would be like a really nice restaurant. So it was kind of, I couldn't figure out what area of town I was in. So, right in front of us, this lady at a red light opens her car door and throws a can out onto the road. It looked like those fried onions that you put on top of like no. green bean casserole. Mm-mm. It looked like she had been snacking on a can of those Mm-mm. and just opened. She did not roll her window down. She opened her door. And before I knew what had come over me, I had honked at her oh. and done one of these numbers where oh, I threw with my the hands, hands up. up in the, air with like, the touchdown hands? What the hell is wrong with you? Oh, not the touchdown hands. Yes. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. Mm. I did that. Mm which my husband was deeply disappointed in she proceeded to get out of her car uh oh mhm unfortunately for her i didn't really notice <laughs> because also we were listening to a, a teen dance party playlist on apple music can you just give us a little clarification as to
0: when you say teen dance party is it is it our, our teens? Like, when no. we were
1: teens? No, it was for, like, nowadays teens.
0: Wow. There were some things I
1: didn't know about on that playlist. But there was also the Cupid Shuffle. Oh. And I need to... I. It's a little bit early for this confession. Confessions. Confession, confession. This isn't my actual confession this time. I don't know how to do the Cupid Shuffle. Okay, okay. I realized that when I was listening to this song that there is a, a definite... Dance move that goes along with this and I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. I need to fix that problem in mm-hmm. my life. I, I can help with that.
0: If it were the wobble, then I could not help.
1: Oh, I know the wobble. We could try that. I off.
0: don't do the wobble. Okay. I have given up off. on that.
1: Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. I got the wobble down. Okay. Okay, so anyway. I feel that um this woman first of all should switch to donuts because there is no packaging. When you're done eating a donut, there's not really any packaging. Unless you have, like, a napkin or something. Key points. Um, But also, Make it just makes you a little bit sweeter, and you don't try to get out of your car and beat up people that are dancing in their car. She did not beat me up. The light turned green. She realized I wasn't looking. So I looked up just in time to see her, like, get back in her car.
0: Wow. look, you were that close to having an altercation. Mm-hmm. You were potentially that close to needing bail money. Wow. A
1: yeah. donut could have...
0: Could have saved. If I had had a donut, and
1: she approached my window, I could have rolled my window down, handed her a donut. Mm-hmm. I was honking because I wanted you to have this donut
0: instead finish of finish up your
1: salty snack with something sweet.
0: Instead of those weird French onion things. Yeah,
1: it was either that or tuna fish. I don't know. What oh was no.
0: no, 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 mm-hmm. no, no, no. No. Okay. Mm. That is a good That is a good one.
1: Don't throw trash on the road. It's not nice.
0: Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Eat a donut.
1: Yeah. Instead. instead.
0: Basically. Yeah. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
0: my. Someone needs a donut. Donuts. donuts. Is. Uh, my husband and I went to coffee with a cop. Today. <laughs> so in our neighborhood. <laughs> there had to have been donuts there. Uh, which is kind of weird. That there were no donuts That's there. very weird Okay. So, basically, in our precinct where we live, they have this, like, event every so often called Coffee with a Cop. And people Mm -hmm. in the neighborhood can go and visit with the officers there, ask questions, talk about things in the neighborhood that are, you know, problems that they want the police to fix. So, I was going, I put it in my calendar today because I... I am mentoring a young lady in high school who is interested in becoming a homicide detective. So I was trying to find someone who was a homicide detective to sit down and kind of do an interview style with us. Mm. So I'm really going to Coffee with a Cop to, you know, get this connection Mm. for her. Well, this time Coffee with a Cop like bounces around to different locations. Well, this time it was in Piccadilly. And I don't know why I assume that people have events at Piccadilly because older people, they want older people to come. Or mm. they assume that older people will come. I don't go to Piccadilly. Yeah, I'm sorry, I Piccadilly.
1: Just, maybe if you had donuts.
0: Maybe there are no donuts there. So that is definitely like a part of the problem. So I kind of felt like they knew who was coming to this meeting. Are there waffles? No. There's not even breakfast. Oh. But like they open at 11. So it's like. Mm. It's like that early, well, whatever the lunch equivalent would be to supper. Like, you know how like when people say supper, it's like it could be three o'clock. It could be four o'clock when Mm -hmm. you're eating supper, whatever that equivalent to lunch would be where you're not eating breakfast food, you're eating lunch food, but you're eating that at like 11 a.m., like before the lunch hour. Is
1: that because you've been up for a long time? Yes. Mm.
0: Yes. Yes, it could be due to your capacity to digest certain amounts of food, you Mm.
1: know,
0: or smaller amounts of food, depending on what your situation is there. So I'm already feeling a little like this is about to get really interesting. The meeting was also at it was like Piccadilly inside of I don't have another word to say for this, except inside of like the hood mall, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. where like. Maybe there's an anchor store left there, but it's mostly, like, there's sneaker stores in there. Rainbow Mm. is probably there. There's a place where you can buy gold or get cash for gold. Oh. You know, depending on, there's, like, a a video game place. You know, there's just a, a smattering of some things going on in, like, the Hood Mall, and Piccadilly was connected to that. So we went to coffee with a cop to find this information, which I did get. Well, as the neighbors and we, my husband and I are the youngest people there. So there was, you know, sort of like your grandmotherly population Mm -hmm. there. So everybody's going around telling the officers, you know, after the officers kind of shared with us, you know, these are things we're working on in the community. These are things, you know, we need your help with. Then they open up the floor to the neighbors so different people have questions about, you know, how how do I handle this situation if it comes up? Who do I call? You know these things. And so uh, this one lady raises her hand. I hope I can do this without laughing because it's been making me laugh all day. This one lady raises her hand and she's like, um, "Well, I just want to thank you." Like she has like whenever she gets on the U, like mm-hmm. she sits on it for a little oh. bit. Well, I just want to thank you for all the work that you are doing in the community. And I am really happy to be involved here because at my church, what we do is we do these community events and we do these things for the youth. And we try to partner, partner with (laughs) the police officers in our neighborhood. And it's worked really well. That's, That's what we do at my church. And I'm really not sure if it's this lady that needed a donut. Mm. I think everyone else in the room needed a donut to listen to her Mm -hmm. because in a moment where other people were asking if cars are parked on both sides of the street in my neighborhood, is that code enforcement Mm -hmm. or is that law enforcement? She decided to raise her hand and sort of brag about her amazing Rain. church yeah. which is kind of weird but it's like all right you get one time girl and you opened it up with like a thank you to the officers that's fine so then another guy suggested well you know i know that the officers are trying to get churches involved He was like well i think it would be good if all the churches in our area had a representative and all those representatives went to a meeting with the officers to talk about how we can you know provide more opportunities for the youth and so everybody's Head nods, head nods. Mm -hmm. Yes, this is a great idea. You know, we should totally do that. She raises her hand again. Mm -mm. I agree with him that this is a great idea because I used to be that position at my church. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so cute!
1: I don't think I can do that with my mouth. Do it again.
0: At my church. Church.
1: Church. Am <laughs> I doing it? Yeah. Cheer.
0: So basically all day, like all day long while we've been out running errands, doing various things, I've been like, hmm, if a song comes on the radio, hmm, this is really inappropriate. We would never play that at my church. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that lady needs a donut. So that she can understand the etiquette of Coffee with a Cop. But I think in general, it would have helped Coffee with a Cop if it was Donuts with
1: a Cop. Yeah, because there are certain meetings that you go to that you only go because you get a donut. Yes. Get and if you have to hear somebody say cheers <laughs> that many times, you should get a donut. You should get a donut. Everyone everyone in the she room. Should be, you should tell her, well, at my cheer Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> People bring donuts if they're going to talk that much. Especially if they're going to
0: be bragging the whole time and have more statements than questions. I always mm-hmm. hate it when that happens. It's yes. so like a Q&A and a and then people open it up and somebody comes to the microphone and they have no questions. They just have a bunch of comments mm-hmm. and especially a bunch of comments that are kind of irrelevant to the mm-hmm. situation. Child. Right.
1: Yeah. Mm-mm.
0: So that is our edition this episode of Someone, Someone Needs, needs a, donut. a Donut. All right. Next, we always <laughs> like to just give an opportunity for confessions. You know, this is our time where we just we just like to admit things here that are very human things, mm-hmm. but they're just good things to just say out loud that I feel help other people not feel mm-hmm. so crazy. Yeah. So I'll just start. Okay. Confessions. Confessions. Okay. My confession this week is that okay. <laughs> At my church, (laughs) at my church, when we take communion, it's like the loaf of bread. And then there's like a cup of wine on the one side and a cup of grape juice on the other side. And so you're supposed to take a piece of bread with your hand there Mm -hmm. and dip it into the cup, take communion this way. See, I didn't grow up this way. I grew up going to church where communion was in these gold it was almost like it came in a set. Like there was like offering plate and then there was like the communion plate and they came in a set Mm -hmm. and it had the little plastic cups. Right. And it was somebody's job to figure out how to get
1: the Welch's
0: grape juice Mm -hmm. into the I don't know how they got in those. There must be a little like dropper, little cylinder oh, I've siphon never i've never I've never been behind the scenes on that, However, they do it. they got into the little cups, and then you've either had oyster crackers or you had the little flat wafer, mm-hmm. the truly unleavened.
1: if you want to really feel unholy about communion, I'm sorry to interrupt you there. Go to Lifeway or another Bible bookstore and go explore the communion options, oh
0: man, that'll make me feel really weird because mm-hmm. then it just starts feeling like, yeah. You know, you just feeling like, wait, I this think is it not... might
1: answer your question about how they get it into the little cup. though.
0: Oh, because they have the different instruments mm-hmm. over there. Mm-hmm. OK.
1: takes yeah. all the mystery out of it, though. Cause Cause there it really is like go. some
0: magic. I know I kind of mm-hmm. don't want to ruin that for myself mm-hmm. now. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, so I'm getting used to this at our church because we've just been going there, you know, the last like several months. And my confession is that every time it's time for communion I'm having like a 50 50 moment of feelings. Like 50% of my feelings are like, this is a very holy moment. Mm-hmm. I'm contemplating myself and my soul and just examining, you know, my heart. And do I have anything in my heart against anyone? Do I have any unforgiveness? I'm just contemplating my mm-hmm. spiritual life at right? that point, you contemplating, should. you know, what communion means to me, what it symbolizes. I'm contemplating those things. That's half of it. The other half is definitely me wondering whose fingertips have scabies. Yes. When they grab the mm-hmm. bread, am I accessing the scabies?
1: This is why you should go on the side <laughs> with the alcohol. Ah, oh, look at you telling the truth mm-hmm. about things. It's like an antiseptic.
0: Mm. Maybe. I don't know.
1: Uh, I'm just guessing.
0: I'm glad you said that because that gives me like some stuff that I can do because I always think about it. And I'm just kind of I don't really know if it's true, but I'm kind of like having a little prayer inside. Like as I'm praying about these holy things, I'm also hoping that this is holy enough to prevent me from getting scabies. Because you're talking about
1: people are like not only are you everybody's touching the loaf Mm -hmm. to break off your Mm -hmm. piece. Mm hmm. People don't know how to dip appropriately. No.
0: Mm -mm. You know
1: that when you share chips and salsa with somebody. (sighs) Please. And they get their fingers in the wine. When they dip the bread in the wine, their fingers go Mm -hmm. in the wine. Scabies.
0: Scabies. It's concerning. That is Mm -hmm. my confession. I feel unholy thoughts that I'm having during a holy moment. Mm -hmm. Do do you have a confession?
1: Confessions. Oddly enough... My confession is also has to do with wine. (laughs) (laughs) Let's drink some water. (laughs) Let's also drink some water. (laughs) So as I mentioned, I went on vacation this weekend. We went to the beach. I live my life on call, which means my wine consumption has to be metered. Very appropriately. And when I'm on vacation, I'm not on call. So we're going to the beach, and I was trying to figure out how to take this fantastic Italian red wine onto the beach. And they don't really make a container for that. So a flask wouldn't do? No, flasks are too small.
0: Oh, come through. That's true, because flasks would normally be for... More of a hard liquor variety. Yeah. Which would mean... Tiny sips. You, you would take need... tiny
1: sips from a flat.
0: Got you. Okay.
1: I also wasn't sure, since it was a private beach, what the rules were. If there were rules about taking alcohol. If I, it had to be, like, from their bar. Oh. <clears throat> so, I found a really nice... It was probably, like, 32-ounce container... with the nice foam padding around the outside. And I popped that cork in the parking lot and loaded that plastic thing up. (laughs) I tried to keep the straw scrunched down so people couldn't see what color, you know, like I was just drinking water. It was very nice. (laughs) I also drank wine out of a mug this week, a Santa Claus Krispy Kreme mug. I respect that choice, actually. Sometimes you just don't want other people to know what you're drinking. Mm -hmm. It feels a little wrong when you do it, but it happens. The end results Mm -hmm. are the positive feeling. I was very mellowed out on on the beach with my book and my water bottle with wine in it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate this confession so Mm -hmm. much. Did, Did we miss any other confessions? That's, I, no. I feel, I nope. feel good I about this. No, I think that's
1: that's the one that's appropriate to share. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I feel like the more we do the Here for the Donuts podcast, it's really in part us gauging the level of mm-hmm. appropriate or inappropriate. So we really don't know what to promise you all if no, over I mean, time I, I it's just going to get yeah. more. It's going to get better from here. And more inappropriate probably. Mm-hmm. But we're just... We're trying to gauge you. It's just like when you meet a new friend. I, I find myself having that moment, which would be a good segue into what we're talking about on yes. our episode today. But another moment that I find myself having as I'm getting older is there's like a level of realness that I keep. Mm-hmm. And then when I meet new friends, having to gauge how real is it OK for me to keep it yeah. with you or there's certain topics that you feel comfortable with me being real about but then other topics, if I get there, you start to, you know, start looking at me like I'm weird. <laughs> so then I feel like I can't, mm-hmm. you know, So I feel like we're at that place. We're new friends, yeah. you know, with mm-hmm. our podcast listeners. So we're just trying to gauge your level of realness. And once I feel like, oh, OK, she just told me that her bra doesn't fit. Whew, now I can go there. That's right. I can get in the conversation. So today's podcast is about what to expect in your 30s. Woo. Missy and I are both... I'm I'm just going to leave us in mid-30s. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to throw just that win. terminology mm-hmm. in there. But I do find, now that I'm in my mid-30s, which I'm trying not to see as just 40. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like, as, as you start tinkering over your mid-30s, you're just like, oh, well, just 40. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to just be present right here where I am. But I'd like to talk about just... What to expect in your thirties? Mm-hmm. What are some things that are happening now that we're in our thirties that no one told us about? When we were in our twenties, or that are going very differently from what we thought was going to happen mm-hmm. when we were in our twenties. So let's first just let's just discuss when you were in your twenties. I. I remember when I was in my twenties imagining a lot of what I anticipated my thirties were going to be like. It was like yeah. 30 was like this mountaintop of achievement, you right. know. Mm-hmm. And I think I had all these ideas of like, well, by the time I get there, I will have done these things, or this is what I imagine my life will be and my life, my actual life when I was 30 turned out to be very different from that. So tell me first for you, what what did your twenty-something self imagine
1: that your 30 something self would be like this is difficult to answer because I got married when I was like 22 okay maybe 21 Mm -hmm. I can't remember Mm -hmm. somewhere around there yeah somewhere somewhere I I was a baby when I got married and then we started having children right, right away so most of my 20s I was just trying to Like, survive that day. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I ever really thought about what my 30s would be like. I definitely thought about it in my teens, what my 30s would be like. And I had plans to be, like, a professional something, you know, and be, like, very routine and on top of it and sure of myself and established and... I don't think my thirties have been been that way at all. <laughs> my thirties, everything's been turned all upside down.
0: Yes, I should make a note that that is a good description to go with that. I think when I was in my twenties, I imagined, I imagined my thirty year old self was going to be so fierce and fabulous. Mm-hmm. I, I think I imagined. That I would have been married and had kids by that time. And I just, it just seemed to me like it was going to be amazing. I remember having those thoughts like, oh, that's what my 30s will be like. I'll be, I'll be amazing and I'll be fierce and fabulous. Mm-hmm. And I won't care anything about what people will think. And I'll be achieving all these awesome things. And I'll be parenting these well-behaved children Yeah, oh, with yeah. my mm-hmm. like really you know, handsome husband, and we're just going to look great all the time and everything's Mm going to be great all the time. That's going to be like my thirties. Right. Take me to in real life. If you remember what your 30th birthday Mm -hmm. or the time surrounding your 30th birthday, what it was like.
1: I definitely remember what that was like because like, a day or two before my thirtieth birthday, I found out I was expecting my fifth child. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Wow! And that was all the big tornadoes that came through our state. I lived in Alabama at the time, so we actually spent my thirtieth birthday like trying to get over the shock of being pregnant again and taking clothing to people that had lost their homes. Wow! Mm-hmm. Wow! I definitely remember that birthday.
0: Wow. So that birthday was not Mm-mm. a contemplative Mm-mm. birthday no, where it I was like, oh, time to think it's about hitting me. 30. I'm 30. Mm-hmm. Wow. Nope.
1: No time to think about that. Did that
0: moment ever come at another birthday that like 31 or 32 or it was just kind of like you're in your 30s now? And
1: I think it came when I turned 33. Hmm. OK. And what was that like? That was... I actually really liked it. I really liked it when I turned 33 and I realized... I don't know if the three just had to be repeated. I have sand in my phone and I can't turn it on silent. So that's why...
0: <laughs> that's why you're hearing those these things. These noises
1: are happening. I can't do anything about it. There's sand stuck in it. I could get a text. I'm sorry. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know. It's happening. Welcome to Here for the Donuts. Yep. Um, So, (laughs) anyway, I don't know if it was the repetitiveness of repetitiveness of two threes in a row. Or if that was some kind of an even number to me. Because it is kind of like a third of a 100, which is how long I plan on living. So, that was my contemplative time. And I actually... Really liked it because I felt like in my 20s, I made I did so many stupid things and made so many mistakes. And I felt like in my 30s, I was making less mistakes now. Hmm. I was doing less stupid things. (laughs) I'm
0: actually taking some notes here because that's (laughs) mm, that's yes. Doing less stupid things. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. I. When I was 29, a friend of a friend of mine. Uh, let me move into her home and rent a room and a bathroom. And I remember being about to turn thirty and thinking, "Hmm, this looks really different from <laughs> this like fabulous, you know, <laughs> sex in the city life mm-hmm. that I." Right. I would be living with my, you know, fabulous one bedroom apartment with all the, like, look at me, I'm grown up furniture and, (laughs) you know, random bottles of wine to pour for friends when they come Mm. visit. You know, here I am with barely anything to my name, trying to rebuild my artistic career. And I wasn't dating anyone, and I had no prospects on dating anyone. Mm. So I was basically about to give up on the whole idea that I would ever get married. I remember being disappointed about that, that I was turning 30 and I was like, wow, I thought I would have been married and had children by now. And Mm -hmm. I'm like 29. I don't even have a boyfriend. I don't have anybody that's like close to a boyfriend. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no hope for me. I think I was like, okay, God, I'm going to give these guys like 10 more years to discover how fabulous I am. And then I'm just going to become a nun Mm. and it's going to be fine. You know, I'll work at the convent and I figured I'd have nieces and nephews and I'd probably, you know, get them cool stuff from my travels. You know, I'd be a cool nun. I'd be a cool aunt. That was sort of like what Mm -hmm. was in my mind for my 30th. My best friend and I decided to go to New York City. We did a five day trip to lament our singleness because she was also at a place of like, wow, turning 30 and just have no
1: idea what you had each other, though.
0: That was nice, actually. And New York was a nice place Uh to go. Yeah. When you're feeling like you don't know if you're going to be depressed, (laughs) you know, like I, I could be very (laughs) joyous, but I could want to bury my face in a bowl of ice cream. And
1: I went there on my honeymoon. Yes, I was pretty sure I wasn't going to be depressed though. Well, yes, facts. But
0: it's a nice city to go to to just be like, uh, I'm feeling a little, I don't know, but you're there and like Times Square and Brooklyn and Broadway and mm-hmm. cheesecake and pizza. There was yeah. just like so much stuff to do that it was like we had we both had a few moments of like walking through the city and just being like, wow, this is our life. Like mm-hmm. this is the beginning of this new decade in life, you know. So I was glad that we did that on my actual birthday. I went to see Fela on Broadway, which was amazing. I'm pretty sure I had Junior's Cheesecake that day, Mm. which, you know, if anyone watched Making the Band, that show that Sean Puffy Combs, I know he wants to be called P. Diddy or whatever it Mm -hmm. is, but Mm -hmm. he's Puffy to me because that's the era we grew up in. Right. So Puffy was trying to build that band. And he sent them walking through Brooklyn to get the Junior's Cheesecake. So I was like, oh, I'm here. I'm turning 30. I must Mm. have the Junior's Cheesecake. The Puffy made these kids walk and get, so I had the cheesecake. It was like a fabulous day, but it was sort of like this lament to it because I was having to go, oh, wow, my life's really different than I thought it was going to be. And I have to just let that die. But it was also like, well, my life's in my hands In part, you know, Mm -hmm. I need to start making some good decisions for myself, kind of like what Mm -hmm. you were talking about, just, you know, doing less stupid things. Yep. Dating less stupid people, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, like doing those things. So that was turning 30. Now that we are in the middle of our 30s, I feel like if you're listening to this podcast and you're in your 20s, I feel like we just want in this segment of time to just say some things That maybe we wish someone had told us our 30s are going to be like. Yes. And if you're in your 30s, we're just here to just echo discoveries that you might be making about life. And Mm -hmm. how different this is now from when you were 25. So what are some things that you're in your 30s now that you would say you would tell someone, expect this?
1: Hmm. Where do I start? I <laughs> <laughs> Bat wings. <laughs> and if you don't know what bat wings are, I just want you to imagine your third grade teacher reaching up to write really high on the blackboard. And think about what the bottom part of her arm was doing the whole time she was writing. It's just flapping. You
0: know, flapping what's, around. You know what's funny about you bringing this up is back in the day when... Oprah Winfrey's show was still on television like the show that came on on regular channels Mm -hmm. years this is years before she had a network I remember her having an entire segment on her show dedicated to bat wings and all of these women being up there like shaking that jiggly part that was like under their arm and I remember looking at that as a 20 something and being like wow that is so crazy. How that, does that
1: happen? That's
0: weird yeah. that that happens to those older women. Mm-hmm. And then you get in your 30s and you go to wave goodbye someone, to someone and you're like, what's this? My arm
1: is still waving. Oh, dear. What do I need to do? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: This is the first time in my life I've ever contemplated using those It Works wraps things.
0: <laughs> I'm like, yes. maybe it'll just
1: tighten that back up for me because yeah. it doesn't matter how many tricep extensions I do. They're still there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a part of me is horrified at the idea that this is just how my arms are now. Right. Because I feel like when you're in your 30s, it feels like,
0: and possibly in part into your 40s, it feels like there's this window where you're like, my body's doing something. And I'm not sure I like what it's mm-hmm. doing, but I have a very small window of time. To, change, to it, change it or embrace it. Yes, because yes. I'm going to get past a time where it's just going to be like, well, these are your hips now. Yeah. This is what you need to just mm-hmm. accept and love this body you have. Right? Yeah. Okay. That's the mm. difficult part about your 30s.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to... Please drink some water. <laughs> okay. I'm going to add to the bat wings... I want to talk about, <clears throat> okay, I've been hearing this term from some of my friends on social media, the idea of a woman's waist being snatched. This is like a term that some of my girlfriends say. Yeah, have heard of it. Some of my girlfriends say like, if, you know, they see one of our friends in a picture and it's like her waistline is like going in, you know, like mm-hmm. in a certain way, then they'll say that her waist is snatched. And I recall having a very effortlessly snatched waist in my Mm -hmm. 20s. Yeah. And I ate Wendy's. I ate bacon cheeseburgers more often than I would like to admit. But somehow that waist was just like, oh, girl, you went to Wendy's five times this week. Mm -hmm. Still snatched. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about it, girl. And it was like I woke up in my 30s and I was like, oh, somehow all the biscuits I feel like you discover in your 30s which part of your body your bad eating lands on yeah you know Mm -hmm. whereas in my 20s it was sort of like I'm eating stuff and boy it's not good for me but I don't know where it's going because I'm not seeing any you know Mm -hmm. effects from it but I do feel in my 30s I am seeing the biscuit effect yeah. And so for me, when I gain weight, I gain it in my tummy it's area. it's almost
1: like immediate.
0: Oh,
1: You don't have Dear. to. It's not like you eat biscuits for a month. It's like you had a bad weekend. Mm-hmm. A holiday.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You had a
1: holiday and now. You can't button your britches.
0: Listen. Or I'm trying to go put this shirt on and now I'm like. Tummy, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that brings in something else that when you're in your 20s, you feel are useless, which is Spanx. Yes. What did I ever think I needed Spanx for? Nothing. I didn't need Spanx for anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe, I think I did have a pair of Spanx when I was in my 20s because I just hated a thong. Mm-hmm. You know, like, just, the, just... I remember the first time Actually, this is kind of funny. So, my friend Adrian and I went to the store. We were in college. I'm going to tell a story about my mom right now. How this is how crazy my mom was, even when I was in college, right? Hey, Gene. Hey, girl. So, Adrian and I go to some store and we were just out shopping together. You know, we were back home from college, you know, spending time together. And this is when I'm, tr- I'm starting to wear like, more professional clothing because you're, you know, getting ready to like go into your workforce, whatever. And so, you find yourself with the panty line from these Oh Boise draws that Mm -hmm. you've been Mm -hmm. wearing under jeans Mm -hmm. but now under these slacks that you need to wear to your mock interview or your internship or whatever. Mm -hmm. You're having like the issue there. And Adrian's like, oh, you just wear one of these. And she picks out this like, lacy just looked like it didn't look like a string it just looked like the letter y with lace right it just was nothing Mm -hmm. there's like no material there and she was explaining to me how and i was like oh i could kind of see how that works okay you know i took her word for it took it home my mom always believed in us not having privacy in her house And so I must have dropped that bag off. And then Adrian and I went somewhere else. And I came home and went to look for the bag and found the bag. But the thong wasn't in it. (laughs) And my mom hears me wrestling around with the plastic. And she goes, you looking for this? (laughs) With the thong, like, angrily. No. In her hand. Like, what do you need this for? And I was like, I need it because I... You know, I, I'm I'm talking full sentences, but my mind feels like all I'm saying is, mm-hmm. I need it because slacks, because job, because panty line,
1: because trying to grow up. These are my big girl britches, mama. I was like, oh, girl. But of course,
0: I'm looking at my mom with her fist closed so tightly around that thong. I'm like, I don't know if what I'm saying is coherent. Whatever I said, she was like, you don't need this. You don't need this at all. <laughs> and she like threw it away. So like all these years go by, I never see a thumb again. Then I get my first like professional gig performing spoken word. And a lady that I went to church with actually like took me to the limited. And like was like, "You whatever you've been wearing, you're not wearing that there. Because mm. I wore like, I was still in the baggy jeans phase of oh, life at that mm-hmm. time. She takes me to get my first pair of like wide leg slacks to just make you feel like Mm -hmm. you are going to boss somebody in Mm -hmm. the boardroom with these pants on. But of course, my little old Boise Haynes for the loom drawers I got Mm. from Walmart are not going to do the thing. So she's like, just get one of these. Well, she gets me this thong that's like double reinforced on the edges, which means it is going to be a highly unpleasant. Oh, yeah. Day, Yes. Wearing that. And see, the first thong I didn't get to wear, so I didn't... Th- this is my first time trying this on and just feeling like, this is like... <laughs> wearing a thong... Wearing an uncomfortable thong is almost like someone giving you an apparatus to walk like you broke your leg, even though you didn't. Oh, yeah. So it's it's basically mm-hmm. like someone giving you something that has wedged itself into your booty in the most (laughs) uncomfortable way and then just sending you off to your day. And you just, you need to walk around and act like life is going to be fine. Right. You need to walk around and act like when you go to the bathroom, you're not worried about that moment that you need to pull those things down. Mm -hmm. You need to, mm. Anyway, so when I discovered Spanx the first time, I discovered you could get Like, it was basically like just the top of control top pantyhose Mm -hmm. almost. Right. But it had like the, what do they call this? The stuff in the crotch to make it seem like it was like underwear. It was underwear. Like a liner.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank
0: you. The liner. And so you could wear that. And then Mm -hmm. it was like, oh, I don't have to wear the thong and be uncomfortable. But that was the main reason I was wearing Spanx. Not because I was trying to control or conceal biscuit
1: effects. Right. Right. Yep.
0: Whereas now in my 30s, it's like, well, now I've had these pancakes. So now I need to try to mm-hmm. just, you know,
1: just push everyone inside. I can remember being younger and buying pants that had tummy control was like part of their selling line. hmm and being like, what is that for? <sighs> like, there's just this weird layer of fabric between me and my pants, and I don't know what it's supposed to be doing.
0: And then you get to your 30s, and you're like, oh, that's what that's supposed to be doing.
1: Mm-hmm. I can definitely feel that it is doing something now when I try on pants like
0: that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then a part of me being here for the donuts, though, is like... I think once I discovered that this is what was going to happen to my body when I ate carbs, I think I just got to a point where I was like, am I going to deprive myself of carbs? Like then the Spanx almost became like, what's the price here? I enjoy carbs. Yep. And I have a little biscuit effect. So what? I've got a little tummy. I'm throwing me Spanx on and I'm eating the donuts because the other life seems weird. Like, well, I have a snatched waist, but I eat broccoli all the time. Right. No, that just seems weird. Mm -hmm. I just, hmm. What else have you discovered? You cry a lot in your 30s.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's not a depressed kind of crying. It's more like uh, I have found out how the world actually is and how I fit into that and how I feel about things, and I'm okay with it. And so sometimes you just cry and you're okay with crying. Mm -hmm. But now when my girlfriends turn 30, I send them tissues. (sighs) Nice. I send them a box of Kleenex and some temporary tattoos. Nice.
0: (laughs) Nice. That's good. I I do feel like, and some of this is based on upbringing, I'm sure, but I do feel like in my 20s, I felt a lot of shame about crying Mm -hmm. or felt like. I remember apologizing all the time yeah. when I was in my 20s mm-hmm. and I started to cry like in front of friends or, you know, my family or a right. guy I was dating always to like, I'm, I'm sorry I'm crying. I'm sorry mm-hmm. I'm crying. And I feel yeah. like in my 30s now, I'm just like, you know what? I'm a woman. I've got breasts. Yep. I've got feelings. And I'm crying. And I'm out. crying. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, I watch a commercial and I'm just like, wow, mm-hmm. that really touched me. I cry at weddings more now than I used to. Oh, my gosh. Sometimes I find, too, other people telling me things. Yep. Like, feeling for other people. Mm-hmm. And that just, like, making me cry. And I think sometimes, too, the crying is almost like, like, I feel like I I had this conversation with my husband sometimes of, like, I just need to get a cry out. Mm-hmm. And, like, once I get the cry out, like, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. Like, I'm fine, you yeah. know? But I, I really need to just go ahead and cry about this. Yeah. And just, like... Let the tears happen. Let it flow. I'm going to stop beating myself up for having feelings. I
1: have experienced recently with a 20-something, they're crying and not feeling better afterwards and feeling somewhat baffled about that.
0: Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Because I feel like, okay, you cried now. (laughs) (laughs) You cried now, honey. I think this was the time we're supposed to go eat the donuts after we cried. Like, it's like, (laughs) oh,
0: girl, you got that out. Let's (laughs) wipe your eyes, honey, and let's... Let's go get me Claire. Mm -hmm. That's that's how I think about Mm -hmm. it. That's how your 30s goes. Okay. Also, this is something that I've discovered recently about myself. In my 30s now. I am making my social life decisions based upon if it's worth putting a bra on or not. Mm -hmm. This has happened to me several times. First of all, there's like a new routine that's happening. When I get home from something... The first thing I must do is take off my bra. Yes,
1: immediately. I must. If I if I was wearing an actual bra, (laughs) see, I have unfortunately
0: (laughs) reached a size of breast where one must (laughs) one must wear an apparatus now. Right. You know, like I I recall. You and I were talking about this recently. I recall a day that I would go out in the summer. With just a spaghetti strap, tank top on with the shelf bra. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my situation, that shelf is really doing me a disservice. Mm. If I walk right out like that. These breasts cannot, no, mm. no, that cannot be. So now I I was at the bra that just has the three choice clasp where it's like, You have door number one if you want this thing to be tight. You have door number two if you want just like your medium situation. Mm -hmm. You have door number three if you've had this bra for 10 years. And now Mm. this is your last chance to tighten this before you got to get like another one. So then I am now stepped up in a size. Also things in my 30s for whatever reason. And now I've reached a place where I'm like a little concerned. Because now I'm at the four clasp. <laughs> now I've been upgraded. Like, well, clearly the size you're at, these three choices can't hold you. Right. So now you need like, here's door number one for the days that you really need to hold these things in. Right. And you're going somewhere where you don't need to eat or breathe.
1: Do you know that you can even get extenders for those? You can add them Girl, on. stop.
0: You can. I didn't even know this was a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't even know this is a thing.
1: I feel like if you have to buy that, though, you're probably wearing the wrong bra size.
0: Right. Which goes back. I mean, these are also proper things mm-hmm. because I spent most of my 20s guessing about
1: yes. what my yeah, actual bra size I'm was. I'm pretty sure I wore the wrong size bra for my entire 20s. I just like
0: if it was starting to not fit, I would just guess and be like, I bet it's this. I bet it's that. Mm-hmm. And then when I finally got into my 30s and went to get measured, I was like, no, girl, this number you just told me. Right. This cup you just told me, that's not me. Mm -hmm. I still had, like, this, like,
1: 20-year-old bra size in my mind that is just not. Well, now, see, I have breastfed five children during my 20s. So, I've reached the point now (laughs) (laughs) where I can wear those teeny, wait, I probably shouldn't wear. But I do wear those teeny bopper type. I don't think that you call them bras. They're like a bralette? Maybe. Okay. And like they have glow in the dark stars on them. Oh, yes. So it's almost like you can layer them with your outfit. Oh. But I don't know if I should be wearing those. I'm just saying I I don't like wearing bras. And so this mm -mm. is just enough to get by. I feel I feel like
0: if I get home and I take my bra off, Mm -hmm. and then I get a call from someone like, "Do you want to go grab dinner?" Mm. Such and such is performing at the blah blah blah. It's like I have to contemplate at that moment. Right? Is it worth me slinging everybody into this thing? Right. And if it's not, that's my that's my social life choice right there. Mm -hmm. Like, oh that person is totally worth me slinging these guys up right. and just like going out there. I'm like, it better be the right fried chicken. Yeah. You know, like I just can't like I, I can't put a bra on for KFC. No. You no. know, like I uh-uh. really if no. I'm gonna and go you know what?
1: Out, I just I don't think you're expected to put a bra on for KFC. You know what?
0: You know what? That's actually a great point. I'm glad that you brought you that up. You are not too, expected to cuz I do just that. yeah, so I didn't think I would get to that point in my 20s, but now I'm like, hey, are you worth these clasps? Or not. There are
1: very few things that are worth worth those class
0: Yeah, and now me.
1: I feel church.
0: like <laughs> I try to wear an actual bra. To I agree with that. Formal functions, yep, where you must actually dress up and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, if it would be
1: inappropriate for a bright pink strap to be showing, mm-hmm. you have to wear a real. You bra. have
0: to wear a real bra. You can't That's get true. away with
1: a sports bra. That's true. At, in in a situation where bright pink would not be appropriate mm-hmm. i agree with this mm-hmm.
0: i find my husband also saying things to me like like if we decide we're going to order food out i find him saying things to me like oh don't worry babe i'll go so you don't have to put on your bra <laughs> that's how you know you're just you're you're there
1: you know how you know you've been married for like 13 years as if your husband instinctively scratches your back when you take your bra off mm, come
0: through with that ministry yes because it itches it's very strange. Yeah. Mm, come through with that Thank ministry. Yes. Shout out to Brent. What else to expect in your 30s? <clears throat>
1: um. So facial hair mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: happens in ways that I was not expecting mm-hmm. in my 30s. And I thought that I heard some older women refer to it as a muff. I don't know if that's the correct term. That could be something really terrible. You saying that word is scaring me to death. I'm not sure what it means. uh, No, uh I am really concerned about... That that okay.
0: word does not have anything to do with hair on your chin is what I'm feeling. Wait, concerned. let me. I'm gonna Google it right now. Oh man, because
1: we can't be leading people astray. Okay,
0: well while you're googling the correct terminologies, please don't quote us yet, people, until we get the re- until we do the research. Sway. Um. I yeah. Okay. As a as just like growing up, I always had like the, just the thin stash, which just happens when you have darker hair or whatever. But in my 30s, the hair is showing up <laughs> under under the chin under here, just getting a couple of little uh little curl. Did you? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Okay,
1: so I'm
0: scared. Oh god. A muff
1: is a mistake or a failure, especially a failure to catch or receive a ball cleanly. <laughs> <laughs> a person who is awkward or stupid. <laughs> It can mean to handle clumsily or badly. Mm, mm, it means a thick tubular case for the hands covered with fur or other material. Okay?
0: Oh really. A
1: fashion accessory, usually a fur. I was feeling really good until I got to the online slang. De- the online slang dictionary.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, I
1: feel like the online slang. Which is... means it is a noun for the female genitalia. Oh, dear. In quotations, vagina. Oh, gosh. Not, I don't why feel is, like why... vagina belongs in, in the quotations, quotations there. The vagina's a fact. That's the actual term. That's the scientific. I mean, when we talk about unnecessary quotation marks, this is a prime example. Yes. Vagina, if that's what you want to call it. <laughs> No, sir, that is what we do call it. That is what you call it. We do call it. Oh, man. What is a muff? Is it gross? That's what Yahoo Answers says. Oh, man. Okay, well, you know what? I'm really certain that I heard an older (laughs) woman
0: (laughs) refer to Jenner as muff. Which now is even more concerning because I'm just like... What are older women
1: talking about? Okay. I don't know. I need to revisit that conversation. Okay. Yeah. With we this need to person. go back to that because,
0: wow. Okay. Okay. So,
1: facial hair. Yes. It just, I mean, it starts with you might have one really long hair on your neck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. On your neck. I mean, it's like four inches long and no one has told you about it. Mm-hmm. And you just discover it one day when you're in a hotel with a really magnifying mirror.
0: I'm gonna tell you what happens to me is that because I have curly hair I know it's a problem when I start playing with it
1: yeah. speaking of confessions
0: yes that's what I'm like you whatever you're gonna do for your hair removal honey do it now because mm-hmm. when you're starting to just start trying to twirl your fingers around like
1: <laughs> yes
0: you need to make a change
1: right in your yeah. life yeah so facial hair starts popping up and you have to decide if you are if you hate yourself enough to wax it <laughs> Because waxing is so hateful. It is hateful.
0: It's very hateful. Oh, it is like, okay. before I got married, I'm like, you know, I'm trying to get my sexy on. So I'm like, I need to go and, you know, do the waxing. And this is when Kim Kardashian was talking about how she she believes that women shouldn't have hair anywhere on their bodies except on top of their head. And after that experience, I was just like... Well, the good Lord felt different. Listen! And I was like, why would I necessarily subject myself Mm -hmm. to this when there are other ways of hair removal Mm -hmm. that don't involve me just, like, contemplating the end of my life every 20 seconds? Because that's basically what happens to you. Anytime you're going in to get some waxing done on any part of your body, it's like every 20 seconds... You know they're putting the warm wax on you, and you're a part of which is really
1: deceitful because that part feels pretty good. Yeah, it's kind of comforting. You're
0: like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is going to be okay. And then like right when you know the person does the little smoothing, Mm -hmm. you know it's about to happen. Yep. And they rip it off of there. You are just like (laughs) contemplating all the years of your life, and depending on how much hair you have and where the removal is happening, that could happen to you like ten times. Like Mm -hmm. that is so tiring. Yeah. You have contemplated your own life ending (laughs) like (laughs) 10 times. At least. (laughs) I mean, that's rough. Yeah. That's rough. So, yes, you should be aware. should be aware of this face right here. I think that's, mm, yes, okay. I want to add that I I really want to say in general, I I found in my 30s I have less tolerance for, mm, I'm trying to think of a kinder way to say this word without making our podcast explicit i have less tolerance for ignorance ignorance and stupidity Mm -hmm. no i'm not here for that here here for that and i remember in my dating life like in my 20s i remember contemplating a lot of reasons why a guy wouldn't have called me back uh i i think i remember calling did i leave a voicemail i wonder if he got the voicemail I know sometimes people get new phones and then they, they, they miss the voicemail mm-hmm. that was, like, on the old phone. He's probably busy. I mean, I actually feel kind of guilty for putting so much pressure on him and his busy life, expecting him to return my call. Blessed. Something bad could have happened. I wonder if, like, he got in a car wreck. I wonder if something happened to his aunt. Mm. And that's why he hasn't been able to return my call. I should really try to work on being more paid. Like, I spent hours no doing that. And dating in my 30s was more like, I'm sorry. What did you say your favorite movie was? Oh, I no, I have to go. <laughs> I really can't. I remember being on a date with a guy and being like, well, what's your favorite music? Like, do you have a favorite band or do you have like a song that you would like? listen to and you you know work out or whatever mm. i remember a guy sitting across from me and saying you know i don't really i i don't really listen to music at all and i remember being like what are you like what kind of human being even if the music is like really different from what i like to listen to like what are you doing with your life that you've made it this long and yeah. you don't i mean he was like 37 years old. You don't have a band. You don't have Earth, Wind and Fire or Led Zeppelin or Mm -hmm. something like I Mm know I am not here to evangelize your musical Mm -hmm. taste like something is wrong with you. Yeah. Or even simple things like if I'm staring at you and I'm just like, I can't take your nostril hair like I really (laughs) I want to have the patience for it, but I don't I don't. Or when I would meet men and they would have hair growing out of their ears.
1: Unacceptable.
0: Ooh. Oh, what are you doing with yourself that you don't know? Yeah. That, that, like you have a forest growing out of
1: your ear like a forest. That's not supposed to happen until you're old. Why don't you know? Yeah. And you And you're on a date with me. There's tools for that
0: totally are tools for that frustrations so i just found in my dating life just very very much being like i don't i do not have the bandwidth to deal with this Mm -hmm. like if i don't feel the vibe on a first date i i don't think we need to go out again Mm -hmm. i I just have to start drawing the line here i do remember feeling that feeling versus all of the excuses that i gave ignorance and stupidity in my
1: I have experienced that same intolerance with, like, movies. Mm-hmm. I will walk out of a movie that I probably would have sat through in my 20s because I didn't really didn't have anywhere else to be. But now it's like, now that I'm adulting, I treasure my free time so much. I am not going to waste it on a bad movie, a bad meal.
0: No, ma'am. No. There are too many good meals out here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have found myself becoming more of that person that's like, we were just at a restaurant that I loved. They had this awesome salad that I loved. Mm-hmm. The salad comes to the table and it looks like, it looks like a wilted mm. iceberg, oh. like the blocks, like the yellow. I
1: don't have time for iceberg, iceberg. lettuce in my I 30s.
0: really don't have time mm. for iceberg lettuce to begin with. Out, I
1: picked it out of a salad today, a salad that called itself a kale salad. Listen, half of it was kale. Half of it was yellow iceberg. Oh
0: gosh, when I finished, it was a
1: pile of yellow iceberg left on so my plate. Tired.
0: I literally was like, I what is what is this? Like when I came here before, this mm-hmm. was like mixed greens and it was spinach and mm-hmm. it was radish. Like, why am I receiving this wilted thing mm-hmm. and sending food back?
1: Like yeah. in my
0: 20s, I would have weathered that storm. I would have just had this a bad a meal drink back
1: the other day. Oh my gosh. And I literally said it's gross. I can't drink it. <laughs> Unacceptable. Unacceptable. And after I said it, I was like, who is this person?
0: Listen. It's
1: gross. I can't drink it.
0: Something else I have a little tolerance for is bad customer service. Mm. I it is the bane of my existence because it's unnecessary.
1: Unacceptable, <laughs> it's unacceptable.
0: <laughs> I'm Like what is going on that this customer service being bad is not a I'm problem? I'm paying you
1: money for something and you're gonna treat me wrong.
0: I'm not here for it. I don't it. have to
1: pay you money for something. No, no. and I worked hard for this money. Wait, like. right. never in my life. <laughs> Never in my life, <laughs> I have never in my life been treated like this. I say those things. Yeah. I'm so ashamed of that.
0: <laughs> but it's, sometimes that's a must, because how is it gonna, are you going to get your customer service properly done? Right. Okay, other things. What to expect in your 30s? Um,
1: well, kind of along that, Have you have more money now. So not, you know, maybe not like a ton of money, but more than you had in your 20s, hopefully. So you can afford better food. Yes. The other thing that I would like to tell, you know, maybe you're not in your 30s yet, you're in your 20s. I would like to tell you to hold off on that tattoo until you're in your 30s. Because you can afford a better one and you're less likely to get Tweety Bird on yourself (laughs) permanently in your 30s. Facts on facts. Or, you know, like a rainbow lollipop that says sucker for love.
0: Oh, not sucker for
1: love. Yes. You are less likely to get those types of tattoos. And when you're in your 80s, they'll still look good as opposed to getting them in your teens and 20s. So you should wait on the tattoos and just really enjoy them in your 30s while you don't care what anybody thinks about you.
0: Because that is a part of being in your thirties, mm-hmm. I do find, yeah, which which makes me in a way look forward to my forties. Because whenever I meet <sighs> women in their forties, there's this even it's gonna even get better. more sense. Like women in their forties and fifties have even more of a sense of like I don't live for you, right? Like I am living my life, and if I am a Jesus follower, then I live my life to please God. Yeah. And if I'm not, I I do what I do, but yeah. I'm not here so that you can be happy, so that you can approve of what mm-hmm. I'm doing, like, right? I'm in my skin. That's right. That's what I focus on doing. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I've seen the beginning of that in my 30s of just like, I am unapologetically myself. Mm-hmm. I'm less and less apologetic about being myself. Yeah. Yeah. Also, let's talk about bathroom etiquette. <clears throat> <clears throat> so I have found <laughs> that I care a lot less about going number two in public bathrooms Mm. than I did when I was in my 20s. I feel like my 20s was this moment of, like, I have to go to the bathroom. I go in the public bathroom. There are other women in there. I go into my stall, and I wait, Mm -hmm. and I wait, and I wait, and I wait for the whole bathroom to clear out before I do my business. And now that I'm in my 30s, I, I must do my business, and I will not wait. Because we're in a bathroom. Yeah. And that's what the bathroom is for. I remember when I was in college, I won't say what office I worked for in case someone that works there is listening. But when I was in college, I worked for uh, one of the, like, administrative staff, I guess I could say. Uh, One of the staff of my school. I worked there for my work study. And the bathroom that we all shared... Only had two stalls in it. So the lady who was like my boss's boss was pretty high up in our college. And so I'm in the bathroom and I must have been like fixing my hair, doing my makeup. I was doing something in the mirror that took me a long time past going in there to go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. She goes in to go to the bathroom, greets me. We have a little small talk, you know, two or three exchanges. And normally what happens when you're in a bathroom, you read the cues from the other women in the bathroom right okay you go in there you're doing you know your makeup whatever you're doing if a woman comes in the bathroom and you hear the rustling you know you hear her walking in you hear her locking the door behind her Mm -hmm. if she's putting the little toilet seat cover she's doing that whatever if you start to just hear silence after that that is her way of telling you i have business i gotta do right and i need you to either get out If what you're doing is unnecessary Mm -hmm. and if what you're doing is necessary, know that I'm about to blow things up in here. (laughs) Right. Right. That's the signal. Yes. So normally when you hear the silence, you're like, oh, this girl's trying to tell me she needs some time. Uh Yeah. Let me be polite and get out. Right. Well, this lady did not need the time. She was like in her 70s. It was like we went so quickly from like the, oh, hi, how are you? Like the two or three exchanges. Like, oh, such and such, blah, 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 blah. Chat, chat, chat. She locked the door. I heard the skirt and the pantyhose rustle and I heard it start going (laughs) down in that bathroom. And I was just like, I can't believe she didn't give me the silence. And I'm not even finished with my makeup. Mm -hmm. But now I feel weird because it's almost like It's almost like doing your business in the bathroom is intimate. Yep. It's almost like Mm -hmm. whatever you sound like or you smell like when you do that, like, I don't want to know about it. So now I'm stuck in here with like half my makeup on and I feel like I should get out. But I remember thinking, why didn't she give me the silence? She does
1: not care. Why did
0: she feel like she could just walk in and just lay her business down like Mm -hmm. this? And now that I'm a little older, I realize, oh, you get to a point where you're just like, you know
1: what? Everybody poops.
0: I got to go. And what's what is my choice here? My choice is either I don't do this, Mm -hmm. which is going to probably cause some cramping later on, Mm -hmm. you know, which is going to cause some discomfort. Mm -hmm. You know, some some what they call it Uh, when your wisdom teeth are impacted, going to cause some things in the intestinal cavities. To be impacted. Mm-hmm. Hey, these are also some problems you have in your 30s mm-hmm. about being too regular or That's not right. regular enough. Mm-hmm. So if you get to a point where you do need to go, you need to.
1: You need to go. You need to go. Also, in your 20s, you have more spare time. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got time to wait for somebody to leave the bathroom so you can poop. You don't have the time now. No. In your 30s. I got to go. You got stuff to do and you got stuff to do. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I just did this.
0: Like, my husband and I were at a Walmart. No, I was at Walmart, but I was texting him. <laughs> <laughs> Felt like we were there together. Um, I was at Walmart, and I had to go. And I was just like, I'm about to go in here. And the level of comfort with which... <laughs> See, <laughs> do y'all hear Missy stomach making this noise? <laughs>
1: We got to we gotta talk about that next <laughs> we because gotta
0: talk about that. I, that's going to be our next item on the agenda. And, <laughs> and drink some water. <laughs> <laughs> and the level of comfort that I went into that bathroom with, that mm-hmm. moment, was just like, I'm just going to bring as much of the comfort of home yeah. as I can mm-hmm. while I'm in here. But I'm just going to go ahead and do my business. I even, when I was in my 20s, I used to even... Try to choose a more appropriate stall for doing my business. Oh, Like, mm-hmm. well, if I know I've got business to do, I better just go into the last mm-hmm. stall.
1: Now I'm just like, you know you what? You know, the first stall is the one that is less frequently used. I do know this. So if you're looking for the cleanest one to go into, you should pick that one. one. That's mm-hmm. the one I picked.
0: And I yeah. I was a way better person for having made that
1: choice. Yeah. Can we talk about...
0: This noisy stomach situation.
1: (laughs) You know what? One time I I found out what it's called and I can't remember what it's called. right now. Oh, really? There's a name for it. And I started calling it that like I had a medical condition. (laughs) It made it feel better. I want to know what that is. We're going to have to do that research. This is an evening communication that I get from my stomach. Every
0: evening. Just about. Yeah. It's is it only in the evening? It's noisy. Mm, But you don't remember it being noisy when you were in your 20s. Oh,
1: definitely not. I can remember one time in my 20s. I had eaten something ridiculous, and we lived in Texas. It was probably a burrito. Yeah, it probably was. And I was in a meeting, Mm-mm. and it kept no uh, burritos before meetings.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and no people were turning around and looking
1: at me. Other twenty year olds were turning around looking at me. But now it's every evening. I get in bed next to my husband. I'm reading. Ew! <laughs> It sounds like I'm farting, but I'm not. It's like your stomach is... My stomach is communicating with me. I don't know what it's trying to say. Maybe I should stop eating dinner. I don't know. <laughs> not,
0: not, I thought you were getting ready to say, maybe I should stop eating dinner at a certain time. But you're just <laughs> like, maybe I should stop eating dinner. I don't know. Like if I together. eat dinner at
1: four, maybe it wouldn't do it. I don't know.
0: I, I have found... And because because Matt and I got married when I was 31, so like I noticed... I noticed my stomach doing that more after I got married. So mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know. Was it doing that? You know, you're mm-hmm. doing like weird things. Right. And like, you didn't notice it until now there's somebody there. Mm-hmm. But I remember our first year of marriage, like, you know, the day's over, you're getting in bed together to like say goodnight and do whatever you're, you know, read or watch whatever TV. Mm-hmm. And I remember there being times that we were talking about stuff that happened throughout the day. And it was like, He would say something and then I would say something. And then my stomach would be like. (laughs) And he would look down at my stomach like, does your stomach have something that it wants to bring to this conversation? Like, Mm -hmm. what's
1: up? My stomach has things to say every single night. Wow. I don't know why. It sounds painful, but it's not. Wow. I don't know.
0: You know, another good thing that you brought up is that drinking now makes you sleepy.
1: Yes versus before it made me party Mm -hmm. i could go hours now i can have a drink and go half an hour (laughs) before i'm like
0: i am ready for bed i i when i go out for the most part i stopped drinking i just stopped drinking altogether because i'm like If I have something that's too strong, Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna be any good here for you guys. Like, I'm just gonna be like ready to go lay down somewhere. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing crunk that's about to happen after I have this glass of wine. So, I don't need to do, I need, I'd rather, I should probably be having a soda Mm -hmm. instead of drinking alcohol, which is so weird. Mm -hmm. I never would have thought that would have been true, but it is definitely true.
1: I will still have alcohol when I'm out. Because I got a little bit of life in me before I crash. But it has to be paired correctly with food. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. And you handle your alcohol better than me. Like I have one glass of wine and I'm like, whoa, somebody <laughs> better be ready to go home now because so sleepy. It
1: is. You tend to drink not not alone, but like at home more often than you do in public. That is true, which goes not back in to a some, weird way, though. Yeah, it
0: goes back to like some money factors that I think about mm. more like. So I could have bought a bottle of wine. Right. And drank wine in my house with my friends. Mm-hmm.
1: And I then could gone go... immediately to
0: bed. <laughs> Versus me spending this amount of wine on a glass I'm spending this amount of money on a wine in a glass at a restaurant yep and then I I remember in my 20s going to four events in one night
1: yeah like being like oh I'm
0: gonna meet so and so for dinner and then I'm gonna stop by this Mm -hmm. such and such thing and then I'm gonna go over here and then I'm gonna close the night out over there like if I go somewhere and have a glass of wine that's the last stop right yep that's it that's like you're about to if I'm really gonna go out the last thing I need to do is you're gonna you have mean?
1: coffee now right we have coffee a lot right mm-hmm. to help yeah. you like pep up your situation yep wow
0: that was lots of fun it was <laughs>
1: <laughs> i had such a good time mm-hmm. i love crossing lines uh we also, <laughs>
0: yeah this <laughs> week probably definitely crossed a few <clears throat> but that's what you came here for you are listening to this podcast because you want to talk about donuts and because you want to have inappropriate conversations. That's what we're here for. Yeah. We also want to remind you, <clears throat> very serious PSA voice. Please drink responsibly. Do not drink and drive. Do not text and drive. If you're eating a really good donut, don't eat that and drive. Just don't do that. Pull over and enjoy your donut. And drink also drink and sleep. Drink and sleep. Sleep immediately. Yeah, just drink and go to bed. Is what By
1: yourself. Trying to tell. <laughs> tricky. It's tricky. (laughs) And we hope you're prepared
0: for your 30s. We
1: do hope you're prepared for life in your 30s. And if you are already in your 30s, we hope that you now know not to try to use the word muff in a complete sentence Um, or an incomplete sentence mm -mm. unless you understand the definition entirely, which you should know. From listening to our
0: podcast. I really, I I really don't want you to use the word muff in a sentence at all. No, just, just don't, don't, just don't do that,
1: please. That's not what you think it is. So uh-uh.
0: uh-uh. next time.
1: Here for the Donuts is produced by DJ Oak Diggy and recorded at Orange Fuzz Studios in Atlanta, Georgia. Shouting.